Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. One of the best practices I learned about when I was doing my education and certification for life coaching was identifying my own six core human needs. And we all as human beings have six core needs that allow us to feel greater fulfillment in life. And these human needs are actually love and connection, certainty, uncertainty, growth, and contribution. And in today's episode, we're going to chat a little bit more about this illusion many of us have on certainty and how we have an illusion that we can actually control so much of our lives when in reality, that's not the case. And this particular exercise, I loved it so much because it helped me identify just how much I prioritized certainty in my own life and how that was leading to so much of the resistance that I was bumping up against. And over the years working with clients, I've done this practice with them and I've seen this theme that almost every one of my coaching clients had prioritized certainty within their own lives at one time or another. So Carrie, what are your thoughts on certainty? Do you feel like that's something you've prioritized in your own life? Because I mean, I'm speaking for myself right here, my clients, but I feel like so many of us can get lost in that. I think for myself, I was raised in a household that really relied and thrived in certainty and got very dysregulated when uncertainty became a bigger factor in our lives. But once I was out on my own, and especially once I got into a relationship with my current partner, he thrives sort of in the opposite way. He loves change and he hates getting quote unquote, too comfortable in life. And if he feels himself getting too comfortable, he likes to make some kind of drastic change. And I didn't embrace this idea at first, and I'm definitely not as far on the scale as he is in this direction, but I definitely have seen the benefits in my own life of creating healthy changes, putting myself in uncomfortable situations and seeing that I can get through it. So I think presently I don't rely on certainty as much as I used to. It's still very comforting to me, though, to have a sense of certainty. And when a big change happens in my life that I didn't want to happen or that felt completely out of my control, it definitely still throws me off. Yeah. And I think it's so important for us to kind of just note here that there's nothing wrong with desiring certainty. Like you said, we all need 
this is one of the six core human needs. We all need a certain level of certainty in our lives, but there's this positive level on this negative level that we look at when we are assessing in our own lives, just how greatly are we prioritizing certainty? And it does also come back to that as human beings, we desire a sense of safety, right? So we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be in pain. So this drive for certainty helps us to make better sense of it and to feel like we have better control over our lives. And when it comes to being able to push through fear of uncertainty, it's really linked to the nervous system as well. It's a drive every one of us is going to have. And I know in past episodes we've talked about when speaking about the nervous system, baby steps. And when we're trying to push through fear or discomfort or move more into a place of love versus fear, it's through baby steps. And for me, that came into identifying what were the negative ways I was prioritizing certainty in my life? And to kind of give some examples for our listeners, when it comes to the positive ways of bringing certainty, that's having a roof over your head, having enough food, having health care, job security. So those things, of course, that's crucial to have this sense of security within these areas of life and relationships as well. But when we get into the more harmful or negative aspect of certainty, this is where you'll see like drug abuse, alcohol abuse, because you have the certainty that you will feel good in that moment. And it's really all about in the moment. How can you feel comfortable? And even when it comes to people who are hoarding, that fear of letting things go, overeating is another one. So a lot of complaining that we'll hear within friends and conversations and relationships, that's bringing certainty in a way of having attention or being able to connect with someone because we are hardwired to focus on negativity. That's that negativity bias within the human being. And so these more harmful in a way areas of desiring certainty is where it's important for us to really step back and try to identify, are we using certainty as a priority to enrich our lives, not out of fear, but just moving more towards love? Or are we doing harmful behaviors, repeating patterns that served us once in the past, but are no longer of service to us and are actually harmful. And when you repeat patterns, you know what to expect. So that gives you a sense of certainty, but are these patterns healthy, unhealthy? So I think being able to pause and identify what actions, what behaviors are we presenting in this need of certainty in our lives. I think another interesting way to approach this idea of certainty, or at least to shift when we feel a little bit stuck in this cycle of trying to remain certain all the time, is just reminding ourselves that there's so much more out there when it comes to our world, to the universe, than what we currently know and understand. I'm sure you've seen the image of the universe and how the earth is like this tiny little speck in the mm -hmm. image. And it's yeah. like 
you are here. And so if the earth is that tiny of a speck, think how tiny of a speck each one of us are. And that's not to diminish our importance, but to know that we are a tiny piece of a greater whole. And so keeping that perspective in mind always sort of helps me right myself if I start to feel like I'm trying to control too much or create a sense of certainty when it's just not there. That's beautiful. I love that because for my own experience, especially as I have been studying more of quantum human design, the thing that I love so much about quantum human design is that it teaches you to have greater trust in just releasing, releasing control, allowing if it's source, universe, the divine, whatever you want to call it, God, to carry out your desires, your thoughts because thoughts become things. And so if we can release control over our lives and this drive for constant certainty and cultivate greater trust, then this is when we are in the quantum field, opening ourselves up to receiving even more possibilities to enter into our lives instead of narrowing things down because we're surrounded by an infinite field of possibilities that just are not within our reality yet but this starts with our thoughts. And if we are narrowing our thoughts based off of this drive for certainty or fear-based, then we're really cutting ourselves short of receiving so much goodness. And it's not easy whatsoever, of course, to just be like, okay, just, all right, universe, show me what I got to do. I'm going to fully just be sitting back here waiting for you to do your thing. Yeah, no, there's preparation that we can do for sure. That's what we can control in our lives is how we're preparing for our dreams. And I'll give for an example, our podcast here. We had been talking about it and we had been getting excited about it, but we didn't try to struggle with this control and holding certainty over it and make it into something that could be more stressful. We just let it unfold naturally. And that's what I've been doing a lot within my own personal life recently, a lot has shifted. And that's because I have been working over the months, not prioritizing so much certainty and trying to lean more into uncertainty. And one of those ways is when we look at through the human design lens, the spleen holds a lot of what are called fear gates. And this is like fear of failure, fear of the past, fear of the future, fear of failing responsibilities. One of the big gates for me is gate 57, and it's a fear of the future and its shadow expression. So you become paralyzed in moving forward on your dreams, on your goals, because you just don't know what to expect. And for me, that's how I lived so much of my life and especially within my marriage. And this is where some big changes have occurred. And I will certainly be sharing more about that on upcoming episodes. But I took a huge leap of faith recently, and I didn't allow myself to sit anymore in the supposed certainty. And I really leaned into a place of uncertainty. And with the fear gates, it's hard because, of course, human survival kicks in. But these gates aren't true fears where it's life or death. And so with these gates, it's a matter of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And I created little practices that allowed me to eventually fully push through 
the fear. And it is one of the greatest accomplishments I have made within this year, the past six months, but it was scary as fuck. However, amazing lessons came from it and amazing growth because I leaned into the uncertainty. Something you touched on just now is how it is our mental space, our logical mind that can keep us in that space of needing certainty, which really is a space of delusion, essentially, because our mind needs that certainty because the mind wants to understand everything and make sense of everything. And like you said, our mind tends to use past patterns in order to do that. But we've talked about in many previous episodes, finding ways to connect more closely with your heart and with your body is another way to get out of this cycle of needing continuous certainty in your life, especially when you're going through something where certainty just isn't possible. Yeah, for sure. And actually that body connection is what I really have been leaning into over the months. And I've been really prioritizing nervous system regulation more so than usual and body work. I picked up dance so I could get into my body more. I've been practicing connecting more to my divine feminine energy, which has been so incredibly beautiful and life-changing for me, as well as some of the nervous system practices, breath work, yoga. A lot of our drive for this certainty is based out of anxious thoughts, fears, and really the best way to balance it out is allowing yourself to settle into your body, to find the safety in the present moment. And I know a lot of us can fall into the area of just trying to distract ourselves, keeping busy and not allowing ourselves to find stillness because it's scary and it's uncomfortable. But that's when these small steps, small practices, maybe set a timer for two minutes of sitting in silence with your thoughts and allow them to just come and go almost like your screen. You're allowing them to pass through, but you are not holding on to them and gradually increasing it from there. But I think it's really so crucial for us all to learn how to better just be than to be constant movement and thoughts of, okay, what's next? What can I do? And it's not about doing, it really is about the being part of it and feeling that safety within yourself in the moment to better move through the fear and discomfort that comes with the thought of not knowing what the future holds, not knowing what's going to happen if you make this decision. But for me, what I was asking myself is like, okay, you're having extreme discomfort staying in this place of supposed certainty, but you're going to experience discomfort moving into uncertainty. So which discomfort would you rather choose to stay where you're at with really no hope of ever knowing what goodness is on the other side, what is possible on the other side, or push through the discomfort knowing that it will be over eventually and you'll know what's on the other side. And as long as you have that trust in your own intuition, in your own preparation, then there's tremendous joy and love that could be waiting for you on the other side. So there's discomfort in either one. You can move forward or you can stay and continue to drown. And that was something that really helped me kind of looking at it that way. It's like, you know what? This is going to be shitty no matter way. So which one's going to get me to the other side more quickly? Leaning into uncertainty. So true. And speaking of 
the mind and how certainty tends to reside in the mind and our desire for certainty is a mind and logic based action within ourselves that brings me to speaking about the Enneagram in regards to certainty and some of the types that may be more prone to relying on certainty or wanting certainty in their lives happen to be the head types, which are the types that operate more from the mind level than the body or the heart. And those are types five, six, and seven. A common theme for these types is fear and wanting to avoid having fear in their lives. So certainty is certainly a way that people do that. Type six particularly constantly wants certainty in their life. They are the preparers of life. They plan for all possible outcomes and they want to feel prepared no matter what happens. They don't want to be caught off guard. Type fives tend to really reside in their minds because they intellectualize most things and they use logic to make decisions. They use logic to live each day of their life. And so it can be hard for them to let go of that and live through discomfort, live more through the heart and trusting that some things may happen that can't be explained and logic can't solve all the problems. And then for type seven, type seven is one of the more adventurous Enneagram types. So it might not look like they need certainty in their lives because they love adventure. They love experiencing new things. They're always seeking more enrichment, more joy, more fulfillment. But if they don't have excitement or something to look forward to, like that sense of certainty that they are going to continue feeling fulfilled, they can become very dysregulated, very uncomfortable. So it's like they have this certain idea of certainty that if they have a feeling of feeling stuck in their life and they aren't sure that something new or more exciting is coming up for them, then it can be very, very uncomfortable. Wow. That fascinates me how we all have a different definition of what certainty looks like and uncertainty. And to have you just explain there that feeling stuck, not feeling the thrill in life enough versus again, like for my own experience going off of that is just like, oh my gosh, if I don't know what's coming, then no, 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 that's not safe. Like, I don't like that. I want to know what is ahead for me. So when it comes to the five, six, and seven, we'll kind of stick with that. What practice or practices do you often recommend for those individuals, if any of the followers know their Enneagram type and are one of those, to start being more comfortable and okay with uncertainty? Well, I feel like we're always sort of giving the same advice, but sometimes the advice is just that simple. And the number one thing I tell people is especially people who are Enneagram head types, which are Enneagram five, six, and seven, is finding ways to get out of your head, finding ways to connect like you've done. You're a beautiful example of connecting with your body. You are a body type though, so it can be a bit easier, but connecting with your heart, connecting with your own identity. And we've done so many past episodes about this, but for example, doing something you loved to do as a child, doing something just because you love doing it and it has nothing to do with outcome or productivity 
or future planning or anything like that. Yeah, we did an episode all on play and we'll link that in the show notes because that was a great one with some really good ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. the play episode and like how you said mm-hmm. you're dancing again and just dancing. You're not dancing right. because you're going to join a competition or because you're going to be a professional dancer. You just mm-hmm. like doing it and you like the way you feel when you're doing it and you feel this sense mm-hmm. of freedom and there's no agenda attached to it. So yeah, just going back to doing things, kind of get out of that adult mindset. As adults, we just do things because it's on a to-do list. We feel obligated. We feel like we have to. A good example, I think, for Dominique and myself, how we met is through the planner community on Instagram, which is people who love using paper agendas and planners. Most people in the world who use some kind of planning system do it for planning and keeping track of their lives. But I'd say the majority of people who love using paper planners and are part of this community on Instagram, it's like a joyful activity for them. People use stickers and markers and pretty pens. And it's more than just planning their schedule. It's a way to reconnect with that inner child who loved stickers and different colored pens and all of that fun stuff that we got to use regularly as kids. But as adults, it's sort of frowned upon to still want to play with those things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I remember I'd be so embarrassed. Like if people saw stickers in my planner, they're like, mm, what's that? I'm like, uh, something pretty, it's just pretty. And it makes me happy to look at it. But I love that you bring the idea up of the planner community and how people kind of look at it as a creative outlet as well. For myself, when I was in my deepest need for certainty, that's when the planner community came to me because I was looking for a way to feel more in control, almost micromanaging all of the things that I wanted to do, all of the thoughts. So this is where that negative, more harmful need for certainty was for me and me seeking a way to micromanage and to have more of that sense of safety and security because I was really planning things out and keeping track of everything when in reality that was not happening. Like I wasn't following through with any of it because life happens because we have no control over what is coming up for us day to day. It's always going to be just in the moment, set those intentions, set the stage for what it is that you are desiring in your life. And that is ultimately what we can control. Now, when it comes to trying to understand the role certainty plays in our lives, I also think it's important for us, and we've said this many times, Carrie, to practice more gratitude. That can be the first and basic step. If you're feeling that you're lacking this fulfillment in your life, you're lacking this sense of safety and trust in what's going to unfold to just focus on what you've already made it through, what you currently have that you can be grateful for, what you're able to do right now, not in the future, but right now, not in the past even. Just reflect on what challenges you were able to make it through, but being grateful right now for what you have, for all the blessings that you have in your life, I think is a tremendous way to just start cultivating greater trust and safety. And I mentioned that I would journal and ask myself questions. And something that I think is really powerful is for us to just either journal or ask ourselves, how do we obtain certainty? 
in our lives. This will give us an idea of the negative and positive ways, but just simply journaling on how do I obtain certainty in my life? What actions am I taking? What am I seeking to gain that clarity? And then also when you feel uncertain, when you feel unstable or ungrounded, where does your focus take you for this need of certainty? So then you can pick up on behaviors and patterns that are maybe leading you more towards that shadow side of it. So I really like those two journaling prompts to bring more clarity. I also think it can be really useful to just remind ourselves regularly that we do have control of some aspects of our lives. And some things that we constantly have control over are our own reactions and our own internal state. Now, sometimes our internal state gets to a point where we don't understand what's happening, but we can support our internal state through good nutrition, sleep, physical health, nervous system regulation, like we talk about every episode, any energetic blocks we're going through. But remembering that maintaining our internal state and our own reactions, but on the other hand, that we absolutely cannot control the future or other people's behaviors and reactions. I think that is a very powerful practice to keep in mind on a regular basis. It's something I think we continually have to remind ourselves. Yeah, huge. I mean, absolute crucial way to just bring greater awareness into our lives of how we're living. And Another thing that I love about quantum human design is that human design is all about bringing you back into your body, getting out of your mind, listening to your intuition, building greater trust. And like you had mentioned, we have plenty of control in areas and that really lies in this gap between stimulus and response. And once a stimulus occurs, then if we allow ourselves to be in our bodies, to be present, to practice just being instead of doing, then we get to choose how we want to respond instead of it being a reaction out of pure habit and fear response. So it's almost the practice of bridging this gap between stimulus and response as well which is ultimately going to be guiding us different directions in life, how we choose to respond to the things that are coming up in our lives. And a lot of that comes from, of course, practicing that building of trust in source, universe, God, whatever it may be, practicing the act of being able to just surrender into knowing that you can't hold 100% control over everything. There needs to be a natural unfolding and a lot of that is based off of what we recently spoke about in an episode is leaning into greater sense of love, not allowing the fear to hold us in our place that we are, that we're not necessarily happy being stuck in or know that we could do more within our lives and for others if we were able just lean more into the trust and the love that we all inherently have within us. And it's our birthright in a way. We come from love and living and leading through love is where it really is going to be helping us to build more of this trust in uncertainty. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. 
We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.